An ex-matrix mama has a free birth. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pure Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, the Pure Doula. On this week's episode, I welcome Michaela. She's a truther who free birthed at home. And her story is just incredible. Michaela shares her empowering story and how we all have the power to research and not stay in the matrix or the system whatever you want to call it take your power back (laughs) she's a wellness box mama so if you've been considering signing up for that go to Michaela's Instagram which is linked in the description and shoot her a DM I'm trying to make this short and sweet because we talked a lot it was hard to fill it into one episode but I did you will hear Mercy. <laughs> she wanted to be a part of it. So hang with us while we chat it up. This is the Pure Doula Podcast. Let's get into it. Um, so Michaela, why don't you tell everyone who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, my name's Michaela. Um, I'm originally from Texas. My family and I live in California by Yosemite now. So it's very pretty. Um, and, uh, what I do is right now I do a few things. I stay home, uh, with our kids. I also, um, am involved in a master's program and honestly, Every day that I log in and do it, I'm kind of like, why did I do this to myself? But I'm doing it, I guess. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I also um, have a business through a company called Melaleuca. So I represent them and help people uh, shop with like non-toxic stuff too. So I do. I wear many hats. I love that. That's awesome. And um, I can't remember exactly how I found your Instagram, but I found you on Instagram. I think someone may have shared one of your posts because you do make, like, fire posts. Like, they're awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Everyone needs to give you a follow, and I'll link, like, your Instagram and all that in the description. Yeah, for sure. Just Um, a disclaimer, though. My uh, page is definitely for a certain type of person. (laughs) which is i feel With like the is content people, that i post so. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> It'll be it good. usually like, is yeah <laughs> exactly if if they are the kind of people that i think they are they'll be like oh follow this girl she's on yeah. it loves it <laughs> <laughs> but true. i saw that you were um sharing your home birth story yeah this girl's so cool I need to get her on so thank you for doing this um thank you for inviting me totally so I will let you get into it and share your amazing home birth story Uh, okay like women listening who are pregnant or you know thinking about a home birth in the future if they get pregnant again hearing the stories are empowering totally encouraging and all that good stuff so go ahead girlfriend all right well um it's funny because today on my snapchat memories you know how it's like one year ago today um Mm. something came up where I was I sent a snapchat to my friend where I'm like I'm so relieved um I found a midwife that um isn't all booked for my birth window and it's funny because my um 
whole outlook on everything has kind of changed since then. Like I didn't end up having a midwife. So it's kind of funny to look back on that, but um, Mm -hmm. I guess I'll start from the very beginning. So I, um, my husband and I, we weren't necessarily trying, but we weren't really preventing either. So I guess that's a way of trying, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) We got pregnant. We were super happy, excited. Um, And then it was okay. And was, um, you know, he thought, oh, well, it's just normal for uh, women to go to the hospital to have their babies. That's what they do, right? Um, And for me, that was never really an option. Um, Personally, I, I don't feel comfortable in hospitals. It's just not my place. I feel like that's not where birth or death should happen. Um, and so I, um, had to kind of ease him into the idea of not doing it in a hospital setting. Um, first we kind of explored, I guess, the ideas of our center, but like I said, we live really pretty remotely. So, I mean, the nearest birth center to me is on the other side of the mountains and to get there it takes like three hours like from oh a gosh. yeah because you're going through you're driving through really windy roads and everything else and I'm like three hours in a car in general <laughs> is like not all that great and then especially like if you're in labor you know that sounds horrible and yeah. honestly I didn't really want to go to a birth center anyway I mean <laughs> I thought you know it could be nice but that's not really what I wanted to do but you know we we looked into it um I do respect his opinion and I know he like a lot of people are very nervous um, about the whole situation because we've been kind of programmed to fear birth um, and my husband definitely wasn't an exception to that Um, so then I was like hey like what about we do a home birth like that's really what I want to do and at first like I'm not gonna lie he was very he was very intimidated by that he um, kind of was not on board at first at all. Like he's like, oh my gosh, like, you know, what if something happens? Blah 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 blah. So it took a lot of work um, to, I guess, educate him on how safe birth really is, and just kind of like deprogram him a little bit from yeah. um, the notion that you know birth is dangerous and it's scary and all of these things. Because you know, all, all he's seen is what like a lot of people have seen which is like what's in movies and um that's not really accurate and then like the birth of his so our first child um he's still my baby but he I'm not his biological mom and their birth that they had um was in a hospital epidural you know all the things water's broken by the medical professionals all of that so yeah I know so he um and you know, he just thought that was like what you did. Um, so yeah, anyway, long story short with that, there was a lot of work that we had to do. And I think that that's not an uncommon thing, um, where partners are, uh, skeptical and have to do a lot of learning too, or unlearning maybe. Um, but so then we, um, the thing that kind of got him on board with that was that the birth center was going to be like $10,000 or something ridiculous oh my God. because of insurance stuff. Yeah. And obviously we can't pay $10,000 cash, like, especially in eight months. Like we found out early, but still, you know, and I'm crazy. I'm sorry not to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. I always think how crazy it is that 
I think Mercy agrees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that to pay all this money to yeah. do something. To have like, a baby. Are you going to pay $10,000 to go poof? Because I'm not. Right. So why right. would I pay 10000 to like birth? You know? Literally. It's like, it's a natural thing. Like it's literally what, like a part of what women were made to do. And yeah. so in my mind, I'm like, why do I need to pay somebody for this? You know, like mm. I understand. Bless you. Um, I understand like, you know, it's a business, I guess, but I just, I'm not, I'm not willing to do that. If I have 10 grand, like I'm going to do something really awesome for my family or something, Yeah, you know, like not. Yeah. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I was just like, <laughs> this is crazy. And he even was like, uh, yeah, we can't afford that. So, um, then he was like, okay, well maybe a home birth would be okay. What about a midwife? And I'm like, hmm. So I never really, I didn't really want a midwife necessarily, but I was for a very short period of time where I thought like to have a home birth, like you had to have a midwife, you know, like I I just thought that's what you did. Like I thought, okay, well, if I'm going to have a home birth and I have to have a midwife here because that's what everybody else around me who's had a home birth does. Because in this community, a lot of people actually do home birth in this area. Um, but they almost always have midwives. Um, Mm. like, so I guess I just, that was part that I just thought was normal. And so I started, you know, I, I found all of the midwives that serve our area and it was only like five or six of them. I reached out to them. Um, they were all booked like already through my birth window, which was crazy because I was only like two months pregnant whenever I was reaching out to oh, them wow. um so they were basically just all told me no sorry I already have clients um through that time period and then there was one midwife who we briefly um kind of worked with I guess there was never any like exchange of money but we did meet with her and she she's like a really nice person I mean like she I guess if you were going to use a midwife in my opinion she probably would have been a decent option she's not licensed and so she doesn't serve the state like as far as you know a lot of people don't know and it's different for every state but like midwives when they're licensed you know they have certain requirements that like they to keep their license have to oblige by you know like and mm-hmm. um like as far as like how far along you are and if they can still come and um support you through your birth and like if you're too far along then they could risk their license and like there's all kinds of things um so but I just I don't know honestly it was a total god thing like I just had this like god in the back of my head like this isn't what you need you don't like need a midwife like this isn't it for you um and I was just kind of keeping that to myself because I was a little bit nervous I guess about what my husband would think of that (laughs) um because he's already like super nervous about home birth anyway um you know all of the fear mongering that is surrounded um around birth and stuff and so then I he actually mentioned to me he was like honestly I don't know that I like want to give her any money yet because she was being kind of flaky anyway too um and so he was the one that kind of brought that up he's like well I don't know if like that's really gonna work like we give her you know five grand and then what like what if she doesn't even show up and then we're just out five grand and we can't do anything about it 
Mm. And I'm like, yeah. So that kind of sparked the conversation then of like, okay, so what about we don't have a midwife? (laughs) And um, he, of course, at first, as I'm sure anybody listening can assume, he was like, what? Like, (laughs) you're crazy. Um, (laughs) You want to do what? Um, I think it's harder sometimes for men to lose like that programming or unlearn or like fully trust that like a woman can just birth you know more than it is for women at times yeah for sure well and they're because they're not the ones like like they go through pregnancy and birth in a different way like they're alongside their woman you know um but they they're not the ones experiencing it like women have this um deep intuition that like we all have it and I think that the programming that we all experience um kind of can block that in a little in a a lot of ways but like Mm. if you step away from that um like everybody is able to harness that and like your body and your baby will tell you like what you need to know you know and what's um like best and what you need and if something is wrong and all of that stuff like you're just going to know you know and so it's like you just have to be able to put full trust in yourself and not someone else um which is a responsibility that I guess everyone is like feels like they're willing to take on but um yeah so we had you know um a lot of conversations about that honestly all the way up until like we had our baby he it wasn't like he was ever like yeah this is like I'm so excited about doing it this way like he was he was pretty um nervous he still chose to support me um and go about it the way that I wanted to because well I think he knew I'd probably do it the way I wanted to regardless Um, (laughs) but (laughs) but he's like all right like if this is what we're doing like I'm just gonna choose to trust you basically you know um so which was meant a lot to me you know um and so yeah we decided that uh all right we're having a free birth this is what we're doing and um for me personally I when I heard the term free birth um it was because I came across you know when you're pregnant you like a lot of times not everybody I guess but a lot of times like you'll be on Instagram liking those kind of things and then you know in your feed different things that apply to that start showing up so I found free birth society and I was like oh what is this all about and I started listening to their podcast and I was like wait like people this is just what we do like it's only been within the last like century that people have normalized going to a hospital to birth you know like Mm -hmm. we don't actually have to do that and so that was super cool and encouraging. And I found that. And then I just kind of um, like educated myself a lot. And um, yeah, became super comfortable with the idea of free birth. And I was super excited. And that was how I wanted to do it. And so then when um, it actually came time to, you know, have our baby, um, I was... I didn't have a fully wild pregnancy either. Like I, I kind of wish now that I had, um, but that was one thing too, I think that was challenging for my husband and I, because I was totally fine, never going to the doctor. <laughs> and he was like, uh, no, we have to go make sure that you're okay. Even though that's not, 
actually how it works but whatever um so I I did here and there um go and do some stuff um I didn't do like all of the testing I I declined some of it and um I didn't do like every ultrasound they wanted to do and stuff like that but um so I knew how far along I was and then we also knew like when we conceived too or at least within a couple days so I was probably I, I think I was I was 39 and 39 weeks and three days I'm pretty sure whenever I went into labor and for me personally <clears throat> excuse me it started as uh just like I woke up out of my sleep it was like 3 30 in the morning the day before he actually came and um I felt like cramping you know um some like light sensations and I was like huh you know and I thought to myself like because I had mentally prepared myself like okay I could have this baby in four hours I could have this baby in 78 hours like you know you just never know and so I wanted to be prepared either way um and not be like I guess invested one way or the other um because that can you know like hinder the process and stuff and so I was like oh okay like well baby could be coming coming soon or like maybe I'm just having some like early uh what do they call it padromal labor I guess is what they call it um (laughs) maybe I'm having some of that you know um and then by morning like when I actually woke up um around like 8 30 um and my husband was getting ready for work I, I told him you know I'm having you know some contractions every probably like I don't know it varies every like hour or two sometimes they come every 30 minutes like mine were very sporadic um and he's like oh should I stay home and I was like no 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 like we don't even know if baby's like gonna come today like you know it could be another like two weeks like who knows <laughs> and, and so my mom and I went and ate breakfast and it was funny because like looking back on it I'm like oh I was definitely like starting labor for sure but you know I'm still like it could happen you know today it could happen in a week you just never know and I'm sitting there like <laughs> at the breakfast table like having to stand up and like sway my <laughs> hips and like <laughs> I um, love it it was really funny yeah and like so many people because I used to work there too um and so a lot of people were like coming to say hi to me and see me and stuff and um they're like they like would were watching me like <laughs> are you like in labor? And I'm like, ah, oh, maybe, I don't know. You know, <laughs> we could be, could not be. Maybe. We'll yeah. But right now I, I just like, want we'll some see. wax. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was so funny. Like looking back on it, I'm like, man. Um, but then, so my mom and I ate breakfast. Um, we came home and honestly, I, I kind of sat in the living room for a while um like on my birth ball just bouncing around hanging out with my mom and then probably within like an hour or two I just wanted to be alone um so I retreated into our bedroom and my mom was in the living room and um you know I knew she was there if I needed anything but I really just wanted to be by myself and things I feel like things picked up pretty quickly um I mean I'm sure you can relate to this, but I felt like time like was very, a, a weird thing. You know, um, I have like my best guesstimate of time on this stuff, but honestly, like once things started picking up, cause I didn't have, I didn't want someone there timing me and telling me like, okay, now your contractions are this far apart and this far apart. 
um i have like a rough idea because like of when i like either glanced at my phone or whatever but i was just not super engaged in time i was just like in my own world you know um which is great honestly because i think i'm i feel like we already kind of mentioned this a little bit but Mm -hmm. again just being so focused on that time and putting pressure on that yeah so just like stall things or slow it down totally totally you're like oh well this is where I should be because this is you know what the normal is or whatever and it's like it's mm-hmm. not actually how it is you know just you gotta go within yourself I feel I can just do it you know it's it, the time thing is I mean time is kind of a made-up concept anyway in a way but <laughs> <Yep>. whatever <laughs> that's a whole nother rabbit hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> right um but so um, things started picking up, getting pretty intense pretty quickly, I felt like. Um, and they, my the sensations I was feeling were still, like, very sporadic, though. Like, at that point, it was like I could still rest. And I was trying to rest as much as I could because I knew it could be, you know, a long um, a marathon, as they like to say. Um, mm-hmm. So I was trying to rest as much as I could in between that hat was going on for a while and then it got to a point where there wasn't too much rest in between I was definitely like having to work through them um I was on all fours like a lot during the whole labor process um and like whenever I first started that was just what felt the best I was on our bed on all fours and like I would lay down and then when I would feel one coming I would just kind of like sit up and like sway my hips back and forth and it helped me um to just kind of flow and breathe and like work through everything and then I'd lay back down if I could um and then it was like I think Chris told me it was like 4:30 ish in the afternoon um and my mom came to check on me and I told her like yeah I think it's time for Chris to come like I couldn't I couldn't exactly say that but I think she knew and she was like do you want me to call Chris and I'm like yes please call him Aww. you know um and so uh she calls him and my mom she means well but this is also why like I feel like you have to be very wary and careful about who you allow in your birth space um I allowed her to be in our house but I didn't want honestly I didn't want anyone there except for me and my husband um but I uh had a like a birth keeper is what I like to call her she was she wasn't she does like has done doula work in the past um for all different kinds of births but she for me anyway she was just like she held space and honestly we just had her there really because Chris like I think benefited from having someone who's like been more experienced in birth it made him feel better about it Um, for sure and you it's know. always good even, like, to have someone like that there, like you said, just to hold space. Can yeah. Do, you know? Yeah, They don't have sure. to really like, do anything else but that. Yeah, totally. And I think that that's um, honestly, like, what true midwifery is, too. Like, of course, someone, midwives, you know, in the past and now, too, are, like, they're educated if something um, goes astray the very few times that it does happen. You know, they have tools to be able to help. But I mean, true midwifery, like, is just women holding space for other women, like, you know, like, okay, I'm going to make sure that you drink this water, or this coconut water, or whatever you like throughout your labor so that you stay hydrated. I'm going to, 
you know, give you this honey stick to give you an extra boost of energy since you probably won't want to eat anything else. Um, yes. You know, after the fact, I'm going to help clean up because you're going to be, you know, uh, soaking it up with your baby and your husband should be too. And like those kinds of things, you know, um, is what it's like all about. So she's great. Mm-hmm. Her and I are really good friends, um, but she wasn't there That's yet. Awesome. I yeah, I didn't want to call her, you know, too early either. Um, and so he got there. My mom made a comment. Oh, this was the point I was trying to make. Sorry, I'm not the best storyteller. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> my, I'm my trying mom. to interrupt because, like, you keep saying things that get me excited. I'm like, oh, yeah. just let her talk. Let her talk. Yeah. <laughs> but you're great. You're good. Um, my mom. So she's great. I love her to death. But she said something whenever she came in and asked me if um, I wanted her to call my husband. She, wow, things are really picking up. Um you're probably in transition right now and your baby's going to be here soon. And mm. I wanted, I love my mother and I would never hit her, but I, in that moment I wanted to like punch her. Like I was like, <laughs> mom, I'm like, you don't say that. Like, this is literally, you don't say that. Like, and I, <laughs> I was just like, I like couldn't even like talk to her at that moment because I was like, I'm going to be so mean. And like, I I just, I can't be mean to my mom like that. Like, I'm just gonna, it's fine. Like, I know that that's not true. And (laughs) I mean, it could be true, I guess in theory. Yeah, I could have been, but I didn't feel like I really was. And like for her, yeah, for her to say that is just like, no, but I had done the yeah, you don't want to hear that beforehand where, because it's like, you don't tell women like, Oh, your baby's going to be here soon because then what if it's the baby's not here soon and they're like thinking, oh, okay, I'm almost like done with this like hard mm-hmm. thing that I'm doing, you know? And then they get discouraged because another 10 hours goes by and their baby's still not there. Like, you know? Right. It's like, you don't say stuff like that, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> so, mom. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think it's just so important to be very wary of who you have in your birth space because it, it literally can, I mean, make, a world of difference um Mm -hmm. but she you know was very respectful and she uh let me be she called chris and um chris came and i had uh actually so i had gotten a few things like you know like chucks pads and towels and um like stuff like that um that i i had told him before okay like i want you to set this up at the foot of our bed um, we had prepared our birth, or I had really done it, but I guess we had prepared the birth space before too. Like I had it very serene. I had uh, like fairy light, you know, uh, strings in two different spots in our room, and I had two salt lamps um, so that the light was very dim. And I had like binarial beats with rain in the background. It sounds um, really beautiful. It was, yeah, uh, which I think also makes a huge difference, too. Um, of course, like, my diffuser of uh, essential oils going and stuff, and um, just to keep me, you know, calm and relaxed and all of that. Um, and he got there, and honestly, like, so I remember um, I, wanted, I decided I wanted to get in the shower, and so, um, he and I, we both got in there and I, again, like the water felt really good, but I still wanted to be on my hands and knees. So Chris got me, uh, this like gardening knee pad thing that we have. 
Um, and I put that on my knees and he sat down and I kind of like leaned against his chest um, and just worked through several, like a lot of sensations there. We were there for a while with the water hitting us. Um, and then so that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> that's a really good idea. Yeah. Cause I was on my hands and knees, like <laughs> basically my entire labor. Oh, it's okay, baby. Come here. Come here. It's okay. I know he's getting fussy because he's being stubborn and not taking a nap, but that's okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, I'm going to get him in position real quick and then. Yeah, whatever you got to do, girl. But like Mercy's been yelling the whole time. <laughs> it's mostly because she's tired and been fighting her naps all day. Mm hmm. <laughs> He's fighting his too, but that's okay. Um, so, <laughs> I, um, oh, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. There we go. Um, so, we did that for quite a while. Um, then it kind of got to a point where that wasn't really working anymore. And, um, or not that it wasn't working, just that it kind of, I don't know, I needed to move around. And then I started feeling even more, uh, like sensitive to heat and cold, you know? Mm. Um, and so I was just ready to get out of there. Um, so then from there, I moved to the foot of our bed. We have a pretty big bedroom, so at the foot of our bed was where I had my husband set up, like, a pallet, basically, of towels and chucks pads, and that was where I was at for I don't know how long, <laughs> um, probably, if I had to guess, from, like, six or seven until just before I actually pushed him out, which he, he was born, when was he born? Ugh, I'm so bad at this. He was born at like I am one too. in the morning. I think it was like one twenty-one is when he was born. So I was there for quite a while. Um, and still just hands and knees rocking back and forth. Um, and I didn't like, you know, I wasn't sure what I would need from Chris exactly, but I didn't, I ended up not wanting to be touched really at all. Um, I didn't like, really need much from anybody else I just um super like enjoyed his energy I guess like feeling it next to me knowing that like he was there holding space witnessing um and also I think in my head too I'm like I'm about to have a freaking free birth and you're gonna be like amazed and you're gonna <laughs> now like your whole opinion of birth is gonna change too you know yeah um which it did but um <laughs> <laughs> so mission accomplished yes so then at some point um I don't remember exactly it was at some point I think when we got out of the shower that um he called patients uh our birth keeper and just told her like hey this is where she's at um because she was a couple hours away from us too so like um I think she started probably heading that way not too long after he called um so she was on her way. I was, you know, just working through everything, just what you do in labor. Um, <laughs> nothing like too intense or crazy, just 
Um, he made sure that I, you know, got my coconut water throughout and all that good stuff. Um, patients got there and they both honestly just for hours, like held space for me, made sure I was hydrated. Um, didn't really bother me too much. The only time that like, you know, occasionally my husband would like kind of lean over and, you know, like stroke my hair and tell me like, this is amazing. Like you're amazing. Like you're doing great. You know, those kind of things, but he didn't do it too much to where I was getting annoyed. He just, (laughs) just when I like perfectly needed it, it was crazy too. Cause I felt, um, it was a very like transformative, like spiritual experience as well. Um, because like the energy in the room, um, between us like we didn't have to speak but he just knew like when I needed those words you know Mm. or when I when it felt um I guess right for him to say those things um and then at one point you know I I had kind of had it in my head I guess that I was gonna wait for um like the fetal ejection reflex to kick in um I didn't want to like force my baby down I was just like you know I'll just wait um but for me that didn't really come so he was kind of in like a sideways position I guess and he was sunny side up too sorry I'm so, sorry no it's She's okay right into the thing it's I'm like okay. I hope you're not like shooting out Michaela's eardrums right now Jeez. <laughs> no it's fine I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm used to it trust me um <laughs> but um go ahead so he was did you say sunny side up Yes. So he was sunny side up. Um, so I didn't know that he was sunny side up. I didn't know that he was going to be, or I kind of assumed, I guess, that he was going to be sideways because, so I also think that I don't need a doctor to tell me what position my baby is in. Like you, if you listen and you feel and you tune into you and your baby, like, you know where your baby is. So like, I knew where his feet were. They were kind of up in my like right side of my rib cage. And then his head was towards like my left hip bone almost Mm. um so he was kind of sideways in there and he kind of came out the same way if that makes sense so a little bit sideways and then sunny side up so when he was like coming you know through my cervix um or at least that's what I felt like was happening (laughs) oh I um I just felt like an overwhelming like need to to push um And so, and I I was okay with that too. You know, I think I knew like going into it, like, I'm just going to listen to my body and my baby and do whatever I got to do. So I started pushing and I could feel him slowly, but surely moving down my birth canal. Like again, you know, I mean, being in the, he was, it took a lot of work. Um, Chris told me that his best guesstimate was that I was probably pushing him like down for about two hours um which was a lot of work and then when he finally started crowning I still had to push for another like two hours to really get him out so side note if I had been in a hospital they would have never allowed that to happen no and it's so funny I was thinking that same thing I'm like oh my gosh they would have either cut me open with emergency c-section or if he had gotten down there they would have cut like give me a, a gave gave me an episiotomy and ripped Mm -hmm. him out of me you know Mm -hmm. um which is horrible and I can't believe that they still do that to women um because it's not even evidence-based but whatever right Um, (laughs) so 
Um, really th- thankful for multiple reasons that I was at home, but that was a huge one. Um, so he's, I, at this point I had kind of moved. Um, I, it's, it was a weird thing too. Cause it's like in my head, I was like, I knew that I needed to move positions. Um, and in my mind I was like, okay, you need to go ahead and do this position. But like my body just took longer to like catch up, you know, it just feels like, like so hard <laughs> in those moments yeah. um, where you're like, okay, I need to move. Oh, but I don't want to move. Um, you know um Uh so eventually I worked I worked up to that and it was funny too because that was the one time that patients actually said anything about it like she was very so hands-off but in that moment she was like Michaela do you maybe want to move positions you don't have to but if you want to it might help because I think he's coming down and I was like I literally was like yes you're saying what I'm thinking yes, I need to do that. You're right. Okay. I already thought that she's reiterating it. Go, go Michaela, go, you know? Um, Mm. so my instincts just told me to go ahead and lay down on my side. Um, I was still at the foot of our bed and then Chris was kind of sitting, um, on our bed, I guess, and helping to hold my leg up. Um, and we could see his head crowning within a few minutes of changing into that position. Um, So I knew he was like right in there, you know, right in my pelvis and ready. Um, But it was very much like there's videos of it where you can see like when I'm pushing, I'm trying to get him out and he kind of like comes forward and then comes back and then comes forward, then goes back. Um, And uh, I think that, I mean, his position obviously contributed to that, but I also think that my body was just doing what it needed to do as far as, um, opening and like preparing for a baby to, you know, come through it. Like, um, because I ended up, I didn't have any tearing either. So I, yeah. So, um, and I also, uh, have like, at least before I had a baby, um, I think like I had a pretty tight, like pelvic floor and all of that, which is beneficial to a certain extent, but I think, um, that that probably contributed to that too. Cause I think those muscles were just like very tight and needed time to stretch and open and all of that, um, as well. But so he was crowning, um, and you know, I'm, I'm sitting there pushing still. And then I kind of knew, um, that I needed to also change positions. I, um, was like in my head again, I was like, huh, I'm going to, I need to go on the toilet. I need to go sit backwards on the toilet and try to push him out there. And mm. um, again, it was like really hard <laughs> to actually do that. And in that time, I actually um, told Chris and was like, can y'all please help me over to the toilet? Because I felt like I didn't have the strength at that point to like get over there. I just needed to get over there so I could finish uh-huh. doing this wow. awesome thing. <laughs> um, yeah. So... They helped me get over there. I sat backwards on the toilet and I pushed for a long time still because I was laying on the ground for a while pushing and once it wasn't working, then I moved to the toilet. So I think I was probably on there for about an hour, I would say, if I had to guess, Um, just pushing, pushing. And it got to a point where I could um, like feel like like I knew that it was time, I guess, um, for him, his head to go ahead and come out. But I knew I was going to have to like really give it a good 
strong push. Um, and so, and I also felt like, um, and he never said anything, but in the moment, but I felt like Chris was starting to get nervous, um, because he had like been in the birth canal for so long. Um, yeah. And, you know, not that he would have like acted on that, but he, he was, he told me, um, after the fact, like, yeah, I actually was. Cause I was like, oh, is it supposed to take this long? Um, but so I was sitting backwards on the toilet and I just gave it everything that I had and just like roared my baby out literally. Um, I don't know how our two-year-old didn't wake up, but he was in the bedroom right next to ours, just sleeping the whole time. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> and once his head was out, I was like so excited. I was like, his head's out because patients and Chris were um, still in our bedroom, but like I was in the master bathroom and they were like, oh, yay, you know, so they come in there and um, Chris wanted to catch the baby, which I was fine with. So I had kind of stood up and um, he got his hands in position. And then with the next wave, I went ahead and gave it a good push and his body came out. And he wasn't breathing at first, um, which is something that, for me, didn't freak me out at all. um, Because I knew, again, that was a variation of normal. Um, It really scared Chris. But I just reassured him, like, you know, he's attached to his umbilical cord, which means he's getting oxygenated blood from his placenta like he's okay you know yeah um and sometimes like especially like you think about how long like you know he took to finally like emerge um it's a it's it's I mean it's a beautiful thing but it's a traumatic thing on babies too you know absolutely So sometimes it just takes a few minutes for them to come to um so we uh you know, sucked the, like, some of the fluid that was still left in his nose and mouth out. Um, first, Chris did it, like, with his mouth, and then um, we used a little suction thing that we had. Uh, looking back on that, I, I wish that I had, I think it's hard when you have, like, just had a baby to, like, say certain things to talk, like, you're so, you're literally, like, high on oxytocin, <laughs> like, you're, yeah, um, and so it's hard to be, like, hey, help me sit down and hand me my baby so that I can do this, you know. Um, but that's okay. It was a learning experience and everything was fine. We got him going. Um, he started breathing. It was a little, you know, like gurgly at first, but no big deal. He started to pink up and um, was very alert looking around and everything. And then... Um, Eventually, you know, we moved to our bed, and um, he didn't, like, want to nurse right away. He kind of was just looking around and stuff, which was fine. Um, and then he started nursing probably, like, after, like, an hour or so. Um, again, time was weird. It could have been longer, but I think it was about an hour. And then... Um, he latched just fine. I mean, you know, for a newborn, um, and we were figuring that out. And then I kind of started to, my placenta was still inside of me. So I, it had been probably like two and a half, three ish hours. And I was like, okay, I can feel, I could feel it, you know, um, like it was kind of ready or at least starting to get ready. Like it felt, um, like it 
was I guess sitting like on my cervix I guess um and so I don't recommend allowing anybody else to pull on the cord at all but I think if you you know need to or want to or feel like your intuition is telling you to give you know the cord just a slight little tug I think that's okay if you do it yourself because you can feel you know Um, Yeah, you know what you're doing. You know what's happening. Exactly. And so I kind of started lightly pulling on it and I could feel it, you know, um, coming down a little bit more when I was doing that. And then um, honestly, I was so tired at that point from pushing for so long that I um, needed like I needed some help, I guess, in a way like I knew it was ready, but I still had to give it a good push. And it was almost like. I was just very tired at that point where I was like, oh, like, I can't do this, um, even though I could, you know, but um, yeah. so um, Chris and Patience both um, like sat in front of me and held my hands and kind of helped me like sit up as I pushed, which helped it just slide right out. Um, and I didn't have any issues with like bleeding or whatever. That was the one thing that I... I guess had some fear around because my mom had uh, unfortunately kind of instilled that fear in me. Um, yeah. I So with, I think it was with my brother, um, she, you know, has the story of that she almost bled out and died. Whatever, whatever. Um, and, you know, I'd be interested to see uh like be a fly on the wall and go back in time and see what actually happened that may or may not have caused that but right anyway um she told me you know like what are you gonna do if that happens um and so I had beforehand been very diligent about um I mean I I, I'm very diligent about supplementing anyway so like all my levels are good but I drink a lot of um like nettle tea um nettle helps to uh, I don't know like the actual like scientific way of saying this but basically it like make helps your blood volume and like helps you to not bleed so much when you give birth I guess um, so I had drink a lot of that and then I also had on hand um, womb strange and angelica tinctures which I think are just smart to have on hand because like then it can save you from having to transfer if you do have more blood than you're comfortable with um, or Mm -hmm. if you're starting to like feel lightheaded or anything like that um, then you know you have those there you don't and like they're I mean midwives who use that kind of stuff swear by them um, and it saved a lot of people from having to transfer or uh, you know from losing more blood than they're comfortable with so I had those on hand but I didn't even need to open them um, like the chucks pad that was under me when I pushed out my placenta. I mean, literally, you know, it's hard to gauge blood, I think, but it was not a lot at all. Um, and my mom was like shocked because I let her in there once that was going on. And she was, oh my gosh, like, you're right. And she's like, you know, I kind of thought like all this herbal stuff that you do, like, is kind of hokey, but it actually works. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, it totally does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was positive. Um, we waited probably another like five or six hours, I want to say, to cut his cord. 
we were just you know sitting there enjoying our baby um and then when I felt like it was time we went ahead and did that um and patience was super helpful she had like cleaned up you know the little bit of blood that was in our bathroom um like the chucks pads and towels and stuff and then she put my placenta in the fridge for me because I had somebody who was coming to um encapsulate that for me and she got us some food um which was also super nice and then you're starving by then yeah (laughs) it was crazy because I ended up just drinking like a bunch of bone broth like I was like Mm. I'm so hungry but I still felt like so just like I couldn't really eat you know but I was starving so I was like I need something like nutritious and also like warm you know that's um, like the best thing my you body could have. Feel. Yes. With all the collagen and stuff, you know, helps you uh, feel. So, yeah. And then um, we just, patients just made sure that, you know, we were good. We didn't need anything. She's really sweet. She did our dishes for us, too. Um, I know. She's a very kind person. She um, sounds amazing. She is. Y'all would probably get along really well. Um, is she on Instagram? Yes. I'll send you her Instagram. Okay, I'm going to have to link her in the description as well because she's yeah. amazing. She's really amazing. She is. And she does all kinds of like birth work stuff too. And she teaches like breastfeeding classes and those kinds of things too. So I was super glad to have her there too for that part because I was actually like, I mean, now we have the breastfeeding thing down and I'm like, oh, we we're good. But because of also such like the toxicity around breastfeeding too, um, that's out there, you know, and like like in hospitals in particular um a lot of women are like set up for failure um with that aspect as well and so I was like terrified that I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed um I was just like oh my gosh like I'm not gonna be able to do it or like what if something happens I'm gonna like feel like I'm not a good mom or something um and then you know statistically speaking only three percent of women actually can't breastfeed for some like physical real reason other than that it's all like I guess like situational environmental different factors yeah. for everybody um like what but, interventions so, happened or what yes. drugs did you get or yes was your baby taken from you because they needed to do right. this or that right or what support but they definitely, are you lacking <laughs> yeah yeah that too and they definitely put a lot of fear around that like yeah. It's almost like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky that you are able to breastfeed. Like, right, like, like as it's if it's impossible. not normal and natural. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that too stems from like formula being um, such a lucrative, profitable, profitable business, honestly. Um, you know, but that's also another... I know I feel like we could talk a long like forever (laughs) yeah the hustles with all this crap (laughs) yes it's just crazy and it's really sad too you know because um like Chris told me that um when he was you know with our our first son's biological mom and they were in the hospital and they had just had their baby you know and they came in the lactation consultant came in to help her um he was telling me what they were doing and I'm like oh my gosh no wonder she didn't breastfeed that child like they were telling her like all these weird angles and just setting her up for complete failure to to where and then you know it's like okay 
well, now we have to give them formula because their blood sugar is low. So, and then you just give them a bottle and then it's like, oh, well, you didn't succeed. Sorry about it. You know, um, it's sad. it is sad. It's really sad. And, um, yeah, it's just, I guess when you know better, you do better, you know, and a lot of women like don't know because it's like, oh, it's you, that's just what you do. Right. Like they'll help me. It'll be fine. And for some women it is, and some women it works out and everything, but, um, a lot of times that's that's not the case, unfortunately, but I was really glad because she kind of just guided me a little bit and said like, okay, like this is like kind of how the latch should look and how it should feel. And these are some different positions you could do and different things work for different people, you know? So, um, I was really grateful for that too. And then, um, uh, yeah, we just laid in bed and went to sleep and I, held my baby in there with us and um we woke up the next day and introduced him to his brother and that was really sweet (laughs) yeah Um, yeah it was just uh I don't know very it it was exciting but it was also like not super eventful I guess like just how birth is like birth is just something that we so right exactly and I would say like a big takeaway from your story I mean you're it's a beautiful story but Mm -hmm. what stands out to me is like you did your research while you were pregnant Mm -hmm. you you trust your body you you trust yourself so much Mm -hmm. and you listened to your body intuition you know Mm -hmm. like you were done with being in water so you followed your body here even though it was hard for you to move sometimes you knew you had to do this you know And that's the yeah. biggest thing, I think, when it comes to birth. So besides, like, all those amazing things, what is one thing you would recommend to all pregnant women? I was going to say, like, doing your own research. And I don't just mean, like, going on Google and typing in something, you know. I mean, that could be a place to start. But I think what really helped me... Um, was just listening to other stories in particular learning that um just because a doctor tells you something it's not actually always correct and um it's like your job I think when you are either trying or or you do become pregnant to like engorge yourself with information Um, and I think one of the best ways that we learn is from each other. And so I just like encourage people to listen, like to podcasts like yours, um, you know, find like other women that have done these things. And it really, I think makes all the difference because it's like, oh, well, if she can do it, I can do it. You know, um, I think that that's just the biggest thing that sets people up for success. Like you said, in the beginning of this, regardless of if you want to have a hospital birth from a free birth to anything in between, you know, birth center, have a home birth with a midwife, whatever, however you decide to do it. I just think like information, um, knowledge is power, you know, and that applies to everything. And I just, I think that if you really become passionate about that um within your pregnancy it just it can only benefit you you know oh absolutely and we live in the age of information so there's really no yes. excuse i don't there's no know, to not educate yeah. yourself on anything like you don't need to pay all this money for a college like you can easily right. just dig and dig and dig and dig 
on exactly. the internet. <laughs> exactly. No, it's so true. And honestly, like what I did was just like when I was driving somewhere, I'd put on like the Free Birth Society podcast was the one I went to a lot because um, that was like what I decided I wanted to do. And that was just the resource that I found. And I would just listen. And I also listened to um, some other podcasts where they were talking about like, okay, here's the evidence of whatever topic it may be, right? Like whether it's the GBS testing or, mm-hmm. you know, just all, all things pregnancy and birth. And I, I think that that's just like crucial because otherwise you're just going to put your trust and your body and your babies in the hands of like a medical provider or of someone else. And I mean, maybe it'll work out okay and it'll be fine, but maybe it won't. And it's your responsibility um, to figure that out for yourself. Like your baby can't speak for themselves. So, you know, you have to do it for them. You are absolutely right, girlfriend. You nailed it all. Um, So I will link your Instagram and everything. And then you do the wellness box. So if anyone said they can just probably yeah. hit you up. They on can Instagram. just message me. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I also have a drop form. They can fill out if they want me to reach out to them. That's fine too. Cool. Cool. Cause I, you know, this is the time to like, not only share your home birth story, but plug yourself, brag about yourself, you know? Like- oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Totally. I mean, the wellness box is, I think, um, there's nothing else like it. I'll just do a quick plug on that because honestly, it's completely changed my life and my family's life as far as not only, yes, I have a business through them, their products are exceptional. So this company um, doesn't spend, you know, thousands upon thousands of millions of dollars on advertising like every other company that we encounter does um, because they have people like me that do their advertising for them almost right so that money mm-hmm. goes back into the ingredients and into the people that build businesses with them so like the ingredients are exceptional oh. but they're also not charging um a bunch of money so it saves you money they're non-toxic and um they don't support crazy woke agendas either so if you care about any of those things it's, <laughs> it's a good option <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a good thing for sure. I love that. I love it. I will definitely link everything for you. Um, gosh, I awesome. I really would just like be able to talk to you forever. But yeah, I, like I know. Just a new friendship this morning. <laughs> yes, for sure, for sure. I know. I'm always flying your DMs with replying to yeah, everything. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I will be flooding your. Um, yes, but thank you, McKay. I hate to kind Thank of censure, you. but I know we're like running out of time. Yeah, um, no, that's totally fine. It's all good. I get it. So thank I you so much you for having gram. me and inviting me. I appreciate it. All of right. Course. I'll thank talk you to for you. being here. I want to thank Michaela. I truly hope this podcast helps whoever needs it. If you enjoyed it, give it five stars. Hit me up on the gram and God bless.